All right, y'all. Well, we're going to get started. Uh, I want to let you guys trickle on in because uh, this is Tuesday and it is none other than it's Black Table Read, y'all. We're back in full color and yeah. we're so excited. Last week, we uh, took a little reprieve. It was the election and we didn't know what was going to happen. So we said our piece. Uh, if you didn't get a chance to check that out, it's still on our Facebook page. Also on wherever you listen to Spotify. I mean, wherever you listen to podcasts, which is on Spotify as well as Apple uh, podcasts on YouTube. You can go check out what we thought about uh, the election and everything. Uh, but now we're back. We're live. And we are so thankful for you guys that continues to tune in to our shenanigans. <laughs> uh, for those who don't know me, I am Mr. Jerry's Quiet, one of your hosts. And to my, depending on how you're looking at the screen, to my right or my left <laughs> is uh, Lydia Aku, and this is Black Table Read. So uh, if you are first time, welcome to the show. Uh, catch up if you can on some previous episodes. Uh, but we're always going to start our, our show with our one of our favorite segments, which is the Black Top. So we talk about everything uh, from sports to pop culture to things that are happening in the industry. We talk about it all uh so Lydia you want you want to take it off for right now let's do this so <laughs> my people <laughs> for all of my folks who ever had that moment where um whether it was like a breakup or whatever and you search for the meme with Angela Bassett as she tortures <laughs> all of her man's things but before this, she says, get your, get your shit, get your, and get it out. <laughs> and she, look, look, and she, and she swiped for me. <laughs> she took that radio flyer, that little, that little wagon and wheeled all that stuff out. About a wagon we may be wheel. <laughs> we may not get that scene back, but we possibly may have a sequel, a waiting to exhale sequel. Miss, uh, the lovely Loretta Devine was recently on uh, the Tamron Hall show and she kind of hinted at a possible sequel where it will be the the daughters or the kids of the four ladies. Um, and if you remember in the original, um, Layla Rashawn's character was pregnant at the time. So remember when Leon came to the door and he's like, what you want me to do? Do what you do best, disappear. So. We know that a baby was in that one. Um, as far as Loretta Devine's character, I don't know because Tariq went off for school. So we, we don't know how that storyline is going to go. Of course, Angela Bassett had her two kids mm -hmm. and Savannah, who was Whitney Houston's character. Um, she kind of had to find herself because uh, she was messing around with um, the nationwide guy and he had a child, but it wasn't theirs together. But anywho, so we shall see how that goes. I mean, yeah. I, I definitely saw one of those films, saw, saw that film as, as one of my inspirations for sure, just seeing four beautiful black women grace the, grace the screen, um, along with beautiful, you know, black men, Donald Faison, Gregory Hines, rest in peace. Yeah. Um, so we will see how that goes. I know they, they were talking about it some years back when Whitney Houston was still alive. Yeah. Um, so we gonna see if that's, think, if that's gonna pan out, but I'm I'll be excited. Who, who the director was for that? Who was the director for that? Um, I can't remember. But she, Babyface, he did his thing with the, with the, with the soundtrack, of course. Um, uh, it is, yep, Kenneth Babyface Edmonds. Mm -hmm. 
uh, Forrest Whitaker. Forrest Whitaker, yes. Wow. I think that was his, if I remember hearing something recently, that was his first, like, directorial debut was Waiting to Excel, if I'm not mistaken. I mean, I'm I'm, around the time that he, because that was what, I think this is, well, this before he did Jason's lyric, because I know he said that that was, like, an influence. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, um, Terry McMillan one of the writers. I mean, it's, it's, it's a, it's, a, <laughs> it's a it's a groundbreaking thing and and one thing that she talked about in the the interview uh is how basically waiting to exhale is is kind of the groundwork for everything that comes after it so like the living singles the girlfriends the insecures <laughs> like everything that basically showcases the girlfriend type aesthetic was based right. off of that you know they're they're friends and they have their own stories they intertwine in some way and mm-hmm. so hey i'm 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 excited for it. something like i think we have a lot of young uh upcoming black talent uh that could definitely i wouldn't do. say not yeah, not fill in the shoes but <laughs> lydia's like audition yes mm-hmm. okay. <laughs> but you know i don't i don't think i don't think the shoes will ever be filled because i mean those ladies are phenomenal even I mean the late great Whitney Houston I mean Mm -hmm. she was one of those who could who could sing act and and kind of do it all which was Mm -hmm. which was great so I I think I think it'll be we need a new generation of something Uh, I'm not always fan of of reboots and whatnot but sometimes I think when when you have a new generation um you do you need something that kind of cements it as mm-hmm. as as a forerunner so yeah. i think something like that would be dope so okay all right loretta dropping dropping hints dropping down dropping down <laughs> <laughs> for my snl folks hey. this past weekend was definitely one that oh, um, books is is definitely for the books your man dave Chappelle grace the grace the stage grace the hosting um stage once again, exactly four years mm-hmm. after he hosted it before, after the last election. And this time he, um, <laughs> in true Dave Chappelle fashion. True Dave Chappelle fashion. Came through and messed that thing up in a good way. <laughs> it was definitely a, and leave. a strike. That <laughs> and it's, 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 it is crazy, you know, for as long as we had to wait to hear a result. It was like literally the biggest cherry on the top of the Sunday to just be like, oh, I know a bunch of people were like, I can't wait to see what they're going to do on SNL because they literally are watching. They oh. like the writers and everybody, they're literally like etching and sketching as the time's going by. And they're like, boom, do this, do this. Because Maya Rudolph had the exact same outfit that Auntie Com had on. Mm-hmm. Baby, that white suit. Do you know it took them 85 minutes? They had 85 minutes to make that. The suit. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not. <laughs> some Laverne was like they couldn't just go buy it. I was like, no, nah, that that uh, that wardrobe room they was in there stitching together, and they they are one of the best from the oh, wig yeah. down to the thread. So that's that's yeah. another thing we talk about. The wigs, especially on their their black characters, like Keenan is one that I'm always looking at. Okay, what kind of wig does Keenan or ball cap or something? And it's always yeah. on on point. Tyler, yeah. 
<laughs> See. Make a call. <laughs> so yeah, that that episode definitely was was one that is for the books for sure. Yeah. Dave Chappelle came through and and made it happen. So shout yeah. out to him. Oh yeah. Shout out to the whole cast. They've been doing. They've been. It's been. It's been real on on point yeah. this season going ahead. So yeah. SNL is always or miss depending on the host and the musical act and what's going on in the world and mm-hmm. who's writing. But I think I think with Dave and and Dave is controversial just in general. <laughs> like right. exactly. but I, I think I think what Dave does, whether you like him or not, he he drops a lot of gems and a lot of good points that are cleverly veiled behind humor. And he talked about that in the monologue. He was like, you know, I'm up here like trying to tell facts and I have to do it with a punchline you know so I'm like oh yeah that's kind of true because like I mean just to certain the things if, if you like Lydia said if you haven't watched it you got to go watch it I mean there's there's some funny stuff but there's listen real deep mm-hmm. and see what he's trying to talk about like he talked about his grandfather which was a funny moment you know people not wearing masks and you know just it's 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 a oh, lot. We still have to have that conversation. Ugh. Yeah, what he said. As so I'll give you what he said about the clan. <laughs> he was like, y'all can y'all can wear the mask at the clan rally, but you can't wear it to Walmart. You know, I was like facts. <laughs> you can wear it at the meeting, but try to wear something else to help the public. Now, <laughs> nah. Oh, mm-mm. we're good. Oh man. Uh, but yeah, to go check that out on Hulu or wherever you can watch it, it's it's definitely worth worth watching. All right. I'm I'm gonna switch gears uh because it's been a lot of sports uh going on. Hey. College football is back, uh, which I'm happy for. Have not really watched the game because uh, oh. I've been terribly busy. Uh so Saturdays is me trying to catch up on sleep or work of some kind. <laughs> so there's that. Uh, but l- this past Saturday, so let's backtrack. So if you don't know, last year, uh, LSU won the national championship. And, you know, I- I'm a I'm a Bama grad. Uh, so I ble- zero tie. So I bleed crimson and white, you know, and crystal because we got the trophies for days. Oh, my God. Uh, and so, you know, I-, I was a little sore that LSU beat us and then went on, you know, I was a little sore. Uh, but in this season, they're like they're not looking so hot. So I'm not. <laughs> I'm like hot fluke. But mm. on to just know on Saturday, uh, an LSU wide receiver named Coy Moore alleged that he was violated by police, um, not far from campus, and they drew guns on him. And he says that basically, uh, not only did like he felt violated so much, like as they were searching for a gun, they were unzipping his pants, trying to search for a weapon. And he's telling them that he doesn't have anything. Uh, and this is one of the statements that he put out. And it's, and I quote, as some celebrate the election of a new president, understand that the real problem has not changed. If I did those incompetent officers that I was an LSU football player, there's no telling if I would have been here to tell the story. Yesterday wasn't a victory for America. It was only a distraction. Uh, so as you can imagine, this whole thing is under investigation. 
Uh, and of course, the officers are on paid administrative leave. So it's basically the whole script per usual investigation, paid administrative leave. We're really sorry about this. There's no place for racism in our country, in our city. We want people to feel safe and inclusive, blah, 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 blah. Uh, but the, the, the thing about like D1 schools, uh, especially at PWIs, like yeah, the football program is is ninety probably ninety ninety five percent black. Like, mm-hmm. and one thing that I know even from watching Bama players on and off the field and interacting with some of them, it's it's I mean that's their livelihood. Like some of them, that's their their way out, and they're treated like almost like gods on campus and sometimes off campus. Yeah, but much like. I have felt in certain spaces, some of that stuff does not keep you safe. Like oh, no. it, it, it won't stop somebody from profiling you, from hating you. It's still coming. Uh, right. It just depends on what kind of head is wearing uh, or badge is wearing. And for mm-hmm. that fact. And so it was just kind of like disheartening that even during a pandemic, an election, recent social unrest like we still are having instances where civil rights and liberties are being just completely violated yeah uh and it's just crazy like you there to get an education like you're supposed to be a, a pillar of the community even as a football player and I'm, I'm sure this guy is but for some reason something happened to where these officers felt like they had to do all that to whatever i don't know right so it's <sighs> same old song and dance i'm kind of over it at this point i'm just like yeah i'm just glad he wasn't a hashtag you know right and that's that's it, it almost gives you that same effect from um the gentleman in kenosha in wisconsin mm-hmm. i literally was so baffled at the fact that he lived shot in the back seven times in front of his children oh yeah and made it out he's paralyzed unfortunately but yeah. he made it out and it's just like when is it not going to be a sport anymore you know yeah as as many police officers treat young black men and women children as targets as you know some yeah. some prize deer you know what i'm saying it's like we're human. Why can't you just take it upon yourself to not shoot first? You know, so again, mm-hmm. thankful that he's getting his justice and, um, you know, that, that it's under investigation and hopefully they do the right thing. And that's the next part of it. It's just like, yeah, he's not a hashtag, but let's just hope that the next steps are taken accordingly. Yeah. Yeah. So on to even more craziness <laughs> i just feel like abc is they are hit or miss depending on what day of the week it is <laughs> uh or depending on what show because i mean you, you have moments where like blackish and and mix it you're like okay we're finally finally getting there and then you hear other yeah. like oh y'all just y'all, what are y'all doing <laughs> right over at abc is the mouse making y'all do this stuff <laughs> Um, for those that don't know, ABC is owned by Disney, so right. Just thought I'd I'd, I'd just help some folks out because they were like the mouth. Give y'all some help. <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't watch this show, but I found this headline kind of interesting. 
because um there there have been moments like this on different shows so an actress named Carly Hughes uh, was on a show called American Housewives, which is on ABC. Uh, she's leaving the show due to discrimination and a toxic work environment. So I did a dig in, and apparently she's the only character of color on the show. That's such a surprise. And she's the only like woman of color on the show. <gasps> It's like Gabrielle Union all over again, huh? And I was like, Hope, you mean to tell me that on a major like network, y'all ain't find no no diversity? Y'all couldn't y'all couldn't put out a banner, have nobody standing on the street with a sign is looking for <laughs> people of color? Nowhere. Okay. It's just like, I don't know. That's that's crazy. Like, like you said, the same thing happened to Gabrielle Union. Um yeah. And then people will mask it as, well, that's not the case, or try to discredit, or, mm-hmm. you know, you know it's coming. And it's like, if you have those environments, own up to it. Own up that you have a in, an inclusivity problem, and you don't know how to correct it, and that you don't really like Black people, <laughs> or people of color, or women. And we can move on. Just say that and leave. <laughs> be upfront with it Mm-mm, so but that All would just right. take folks you know um being responsible enough to smell their own and be like that does stink oh no i'd rather yeah. i'd rather you be upfront with your racism i like my racism like like avert that undercover stuff don't play no more oh, like i like face like I need yeah. you, I I'm, so I know so I know how to how to roll. <laughs> it's like okay, yeah. I see you, I clock you, right? Uh, so I see you right. driving ninety. All right, I see you. Hey, have me. Uh, uh. All right, family. Well, that is the black top. Uh, hopefully, uh, you enjoyed it. Um, got some some headlines out the way. <laughs> all right, so now it's time for our table read. Uh, which I'm excited for. I, what day was that? Was that Saturday I called you, Lydia? It was like, we got to scrap the we whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> we got to scrap we the had whole, whole thing. thing. We had a whole other topic, and it was just like, no, 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 we got something else. No, no, we got to no, no, we 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 address this. <laughs> we gotta, so if you if you watched last week's uh, video that we posted since we weren't live, we talked about the election, both sides, how we felt about it and everything. Yeah. And now we know that Joe Biden and Kamala Harris are president and vice president elect. So what, what, we got some hope, we got some go hope, Jesus. Oh, you know, oh, go Jesus. you know, what? when you pray, <laughs> when you pray, uh, but it, it's great. I mean, Georgia going blue. I mean, that's like, let's talk about of. and it, it it, it it gave us all the warm and fuzzies and whatnot. Mm. But then you you switch to Sunday and you see headlines like Trump refuses to acknowledge or concede. And you see uh, evangelist, <laughs> white evangelist, uh, praying that the the votes can be overturned and, and fraudulent. Yeah. Not. So our episode title 
is one that makes sense. And it says, till we reach that day, question mark. So there's, there's a very popular musical uh, that I love and hold dear to my heart, and it's Ragtime, the musical. Um, and there's a song in the show, Till We Reach That Day, and it's, um, I won't spoil it, but something happens and people are mourning for this person. And uh, one of the, the act one, the act one finale song is Till We Reach That Day. And it talks about, you know, uh, a day of hope, a day of peace, and, you know, yeah. we're all going to come together and be kumbaya and, and whatnot. And, and I felt like a lot of that was supposed to happen on Saturday when we got the results. I think it was, you know, in various cities. I know here in Atlanta, down in Midtown, over by like Piedmont and 10. They were turning up. They were turning up. I think people were, were blaring F Donald, the F Donald Trump song on CNN. All the like all the things, Washington, Philly, like all these celebrations. Paris. It was almost, it was in Paris. Paris, France. They hey. ring the door. They ring the the church bells. Oh, come on, cathedral! <laughs> but th that's what I'm saying. Like you, you thought it was almost like a scene out of the wheels. Uh, you know, everybody wake up <laughs> because <of something. laughs> you know. I just wanted to break out in my yellow and and peel off, you know, whatever I had and put on my. <laughs> I'm coming out. <laughs> And you thought that it it would be a dope next couple of days, and it's like no, we 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 haven't gotten to that day yet. Yeah, and that's what worries me. I, I tweeted a couple of days ago. I was like, the Make America Great folks real quiet. Y'all ain't online. Y'all y'all not online. Y'all ain't posting. Like I said, I like overtness. I like you in my face <laughs> with it. The 90, 90 to, you know, you know, I, I, you know. I, I need to see you. When y'all quiet, that, <laughs> look, when it's quiet, that's what worries me. Because yeah. I feel like y'all plotting up low. And I got to watch all corners. You better watch. Better watch. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it's, 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 it's and then you got the president who he almost like that tenant that they started the eviction uh proceedings on. And, <laughs> and he, he just, just still, don't he just still chilling. It's like he's coming home, he sees the notice and he just rips it off. And just put it in the trash. And he's putting it in the trash and it's like a hundred of them by this time. And it's like, nah, bro, like it's it, it's time, time to, to go. 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 We finna change all these locks. Like <laughs> Go ahead, spend spend the Thanksgiving with your family. You know the ones that want to keep talking to you. Mm -hmm. um, go ahead and spend Christmas. But as soon as January hits, yeah, yeah, time we, to go. we we changing <laughs> all this. Look, and and I was listening to you can't the sit with us. <laughs> <laughs> but I was listening to CNN this morning, and and they were talking about how basically this dude is so petty. How petty is he? How petty is look? This dude is so petty. He won't even release the funds. Like he's basically telling people not to release the funds in order to help these people peacefully transition. Like, and you know, Joe's done this. You know, he's just yeah. Like, at yeah, the end of the like, day, I'm just waiting on the money to clear. And then you are. He's also telling like 
uh, intelligence agencies to to keep on with his his budget for February. I'm like, bro, you don't have no job no more. You, you were given your job. Get the dance. Look, 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 look. You <laughs> like you were literally given your notice. <laughs> bro, when they played that on SNL. When Jim Carrey was just like, <laughs> when it was like, you were about to lose your job. I was like, bro, she's about to get a cut. Yeah. Okay. SNL was like, um, give me the, uh, you're about to lose your job, woman. Let's, let's find her. Let's, let's, let's keep let, that let up. her know that she's about to get this cut real quick. Because <laughs> it's, it's, it's perfect for this moment. <laughs> no, I, and it's, 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 I don't, I, one one thing that I have a I have a have a big big problem with is I don't know if you saw on Twitter or on Facebook or everywhere, but there were evangelists. Yeah. People of the cloth. <laughs> People who are supposed to be keepers of the peace. Uh-huh. Crying and kneeling and being hysterical because Joe and Kamala won. Literally praying that God would overturn the results. Call, can you hear me? Caller, call, are you there? Are like, you still there? Like, I literally watched <laughs> five minute video of food. Is this what you want? You gave us a, Amy Baron Cohen. Is that it, God? <laughs> like, what? Get out of here. And, and that's, as, as, as a believer, that makes me cringe because I'm like, I don't want to be associated. <laughs> Mm-mm. Keep that but up you down. know what? You just got to discern for yourself Mm-mm. because everybody ain't for the word. And um, I think I was telling you, but it was some, you know, supporters that were outside of precinct in Phoenix around the time that they were still waiting on the votes and stuff to come in for Arizona. And while these same protesters were out, you know, saying like, count that vote, every vote counts. At first you couldn't tell which supporters it was up until after they were done kneeling and done praying. Somebody comes out, they got this big old red, white, blue flag and has the big old Trump sign on it and it's just like I was baffled I was like they pray like it was just like wait (laughs) they pray and and you know just for Arizona being the place that it is it's it's kind of it's kind of like a little teeter-totter state too Mm. they they're they're kind of like the 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 somewhat fast races the ones you you really can't catch like oh clocked him at 65 you know what I'm saying I don't know he looked I don't know (laughs) right (laughs) I seen but, a white cloth out his back pocket. I'm not sure. <laughs> so yeah, with that, with that, it, it, I, I really just look at it as you know, if it has to get to that kind of measure, you would think that Christians, of which they portray themselves as, will not complain to God about something like that. It's more so just being like, what about the country? What about the this, the mm. mindset of which we are still in, just as the the gentleman was talking about in the interview about you know the election being a distraction versus a you know a joyous occasion. Probably, yeah, no, For some, it feels like that because you had a lot of people. We were talking about this on our election episode. How there are a bunch of people who didn't want to vote for either one. 
Yeah. But there was still record numbers of voters coming out. Yeah. So thankfully, you know, those votes came through yeah. and made that change, made that difference. But yeah, for for all those folks that call themselves crying and whatnot for this man who literally has nothing for anyone but himself. Yeah. Hell, y'all should pray for yourselves. Like, <laughs> <laughs> say y'all should pray oh. for yourselves first. Um, I don't understand. It's it it, it 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 like I said. It worries me because if if I'm if I'm a a baby Christian or if I'm trying to come to to Christ like as mm-hmm. a new person, that's a weird deterrent to walk into. Like that's something that I I mean like I don't this ain't for me. I don't I don't mm-hmm. and. And and the crazy thing is, and this is not point fingers, but it's point fingers. I've only seen these instances again with white evangelists, the mm. people who are on TBN and the big mega church type places that have like the rock band that plays, and they got two or three black people on staff, and they let them preach every once in a while. They just not came. on the praise team, but on staff. Yeah. 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 They got mm-hmm. two. They got one on the praise team. Maybe two. One, right. It's usually one. One, one, one or two. One. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, and it's like, it just doesn't compute to me. Like for me, I, I think I think at times religion is a very dangerous thing. Uh, if, if, if used incorrectly. Mm-hmm. And I was talking to my mom about this. I said, you know, Christianity is one of those things like it it is it is a good thing in its in its purest form if mm-hmm. you're teaching about the beliefs of of, of Christ the the love and and contentment and and loving thy brother as thine own self and that kind of stuff when you, you are literally preaching the love of it all right but when you flip that script and use it as a weapon mm-mm cut cut the cut cut the mic because that's what that's that's cut what the <laughs> cut the, <laughs> but that, but that's seriously what happened when the europeans came over to the country when they were doing all that slaughter and they said jesus told us this was our land manifest destiny and killed all the indigenous people and i was like i don't i don't i don't think i what was y'all smoking or something? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he meant to literally what was slaughter. That that y'all had because <laughs> I don't think he meant to slaughter an entire people. That's kind of wild. Um, but you know, it's it's it just it rubs me. It just mm, just makes me. Mm, mm, mm. Mm. <laughs> but I I I guess I'll pose the question to you and I'll answer it afterwards. When do you think we, if ever? Will we reach that day? Like I've been telling some folk, just as long as it has taken us to be here in this moment, mm. unless mindsets change, unless, unless you know, we <laughs> we as people come together, like literally channeling Obama, to the mm. point where we put that mirror in front of ourselves and say, okay, this is what it 
was, this is what it used to be, this is where we are now, where do we want it to go from here? Mm-hmm. That day can be so good. It can be so joyous for us all. But when you have folks who think they're better than the other, when you have folks who feel like they are the majority, that they are superior, that they are all these things that's all the way up. And it's just like, no. I mean, that's that's just us as a, a, a society. If you want to go global with it, that's like on a whole different scale because mm. that's that's so much, that's so much to unpack. But here, here in these United States, it's it's so it's so daunting that we are still here. You know, there's change, there's been a lot of good to come out, you know, just from these past four years. I mean, just looking at all the folks that were elected into the Senate, into the House. Mm -hmm. um to on these local scales that are on these city councils that are um you know judges and everything like that it has been change and i mean even through this pandemic i mean looking at us you know us as artists losing our (laughs) basically losing our our livelihood to an extent you know we literally had entire industries shut down and for some of them, they are very uncertain until they're they're kind of just like, we're closed until that's it. Nobody knows that end date. Nobody knows when it's gonna happen. And I feel like that's that's where it is right now. Yeah. Till we reach that day, it's literally just like until, until you know, things change up and until people start to think differently, feel differently, react differently. Just as we were saying about the police officers when they want to shoot first, it's just like you don't have to always react in that way because at the end of the day, you're taking away somebody's family member. You're taking away somebody that is important to another. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. it's almost just like if you turn that mirror and just be like, boom, you sure you want to do this? Then, you know, I feel like it'll it'll really, it'll really jump in and, and scare some folks. But and I think that's another thing. We are fearful people. It's like, if it's not of some type of normalcy, just like when the pandemic was happening, there were a lot of folks that were uncertain of like, oh my gosh, I don't know what to do. You know, mental health was literally on sky high. And a lot of people were uncertain of like, oh my God, I don't know what to do next. And it's like, look, you know, this is is something that is going to be around for a while. It's not, the normal is no longer. There is Mm. no normal. You have to make a new normal for yourself. So until that day comes, <laughs> we <mark>. are um, <clears throat> we as a people got some work to do. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Do I think? When do I think we'll get there? That is a very good question. Um, I don't know. I don't. I don't. That's fair. I'll say it probably won't happen in my lifetime. And if it does, I'm for it. But I, I think I think there's so much ingrained. Like it's it's almost like I'm I'm gonna try to give a little a, a little analogy. Hopefully it tracks. Okay. It's almost like like these headphones that I'm I'm wearing. Uh, if you tangle it up to a certain extent, 
it, 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 it's almost impossible to get it to its normal and its usefulness. Hmm. That's almost how our is structured. There is good somewhere in there. There is an, a beginning, <clears throat> excuse me. There is a clear beginning and a clear end yeah. to it all. But it's so twisted and wrapped in itself, it's gonna take a lot of concentration, a lot of dedication in order just to untangle the whole thing. It, right. it, it have, it's gonna have to go inch by inch by inch. Mm-hmm. But when you have distractions and other people who are against trying to untangle it, it prolongs it. It prolongs the usefulness of it at mm-hmm. the end of the time. Oh, I just cooked that thing up like good Come old on, Sunday sermon. <laughs> Shout out to two of my parents being ministers. Hey, teach us. But that's like it, it, it takes so much to be dedicated to something like that to say, you know, I see the problem. I see where I see where I need to pull here. Yeah. Pull there. Like it's strategic. But when you have people who are are hell bent on just discord everywhere, yeah. like literally why I watched a friend of mine posted of a, a clan member. And they want a race war. Like, they want a race war. And I'm like, <laughs> whoo, watching that video, I was like, you got to be joking, right? This is a joke. Like, you you want to a race war. Yeah. And just to hear the, the non-conviction in his voice, like, yeah, I mean, I mean, some, we, the clan ain't get, even got to kill them no more, the, the black people no more. Just drop some liquor and some guns off in their neighborhood and they'll do the work for you. I'm like, wow, that is, that's what y'all think of us. Uh, and in some parts of that, it's true. Very true. Yeah. Now, some, 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 some parts of, of that whole sentiment, I mean, we had, uh, what, King Vaughn? I'm, I'm not young enough to know who that, who that rapper is, but. <laughs> no, I, I'm with you. I I, I had no I was idea like, who the baby was. I'm like, oh, rest in peace. I felt the same way about Pop Smoke. Yeah, Juice I didn't really know who Pop Smoke like, was. I don't know. And yeah. and one one little dude today, little little Roe, little Toad, or somebody like that. Some you little <laughs> some somebody little uh, <laughs> turned himself in for murder. Like wow. y'all, yeah. my people. My people who are called by my name. <laughs> like, what are y'all doing? This is pure ammunition for them to go, well, they they killing each other. Do black lives. It's just like yeah. it's, it's this constant reaffirming that regardless, these black lives matter. And like I said, I don't I don't think we'll get to that point until everybody recognizes the other person's worth as well yeah. as their own yeah um and and it starts at the core it really does it's it, it starts at the whole systematic racism thing i i think dismantling that is the key Absolutely. To it all. yeah uh, like i said i don't personally 
it, it'll happen in, in my lifetime. Um, just because I, I think it's so supercharged right now. You got stuff online. You got stuff in the media. You just it's just everywhere. Like right. you you don't know where to where to turn. Who like you? Who don't like you? And yeah. I think what the what the election showed me is again whatever accolade or title I have, there are people out there with the mindset with the mindset of forty five that we know and call our homie or our best friend or whatnot. And I th- and Lydia knows this, and I- I'll say this publicly. I'm I'm Martin at my core. I'm non-violence. I don't believe in, in, in violence like that. But these past couple of years, <laughs> I've been pushing more Malcolms away. <laughs> I think at this point, I got more Malcolm than I do Martin. I'm like, look, you come around me and mine with some some MAGA this and that, we're gonna have words and more than that and to a certain extent. Because I don't I don't believe like white angelicals. You can you can sit in that same spot. You can't be like, I love the Lord, I love you as my Christian brother, also make America great and all that. Because the ideology don't they don't. They don't, don't match paddle. up. They don't match right. up. Right. The God that I know was a person of compassion and 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 equality of all. Mm. Mm. He was a radical. He was very much. He really. I mean, he was trying to save people's souls. He was like the the high priest and all that. Y'all y'all go over there uh, while y'all taxing people <laughs> to be saved. Right. Uh, I mean, that, that's what I'm saying. It's hard for me. Like I said, I grew up in the church, so it's hard for me to compute somebody who claims to also be in the church to align themselves in something like that. I, I personally can't. Friends, homies, cool. Like, I just can't. Now, somebody may otherwise, like all these posts I've seen, well, let's just reach across our brethren and... <laughs> I'm reaching for the remote. <laughs> and look, look, and that bottle of water that be sitting on my nightstand. <laughs> that's all the stuff I'm reaching for. Stay hydrated. Stay woke. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But, uh, I, I pray that it comes, though, because even if it doesn't happen in our lifetime, like right off, because we do live in an instant society as well. We do expect things to just happen right then and there but it it just comes from like you said in the core um and us just fighting for the change that we want to see you know you also putting in your time and your effort to make that change relevant so that our children our children's children their children can be like okay you know, Granddaddy Jerry is like, he made that happen, you know, whatever. So it's like, Granddaddy Jerry. Granddaddy Jerry. <laughs> Shit, I'm trying to think about somebody calling me dad at some point in my life. Right. Not granddad. But see, I, was, I, I feel so, um, what's the word? I guess it's like, like further generational about it mm-hmm. to really want to understand, like, okay, what will our kids be seeing? You know, like, what are they really going to be coming into? And I found a lot of friends um, 
some of them that are that are married, some of them who, you know, are, you know, thinking about having kids and things, or even just like just friends that we just talk about that, some old teacher friends of mine as well, where they're kind of skeptical about bringing kids into a world that one doesn't look at black and brown kids as they do white kids, you know, who don't have that advantage and probably won't up until like you said whenever we reach that day yeah. and i mean it's it's that part that you don't want to discard yourself from you know growing and you know pushing forth your legacy yeah because if you are an awesome person like i definitely want to see a little a little awesome you and it's just like no like yeah. bring them up in a way to where they should know right from wrong from where they will understand that yes there's going to be some wrong some bad some ugly in this world but you be you know you make it a point to make it better to make it to make it beautiful yeah. so i i as you can see I'm, I'm more on my 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 martin yeah she she <laughs> she she evens us out <laughs> And don't get it twisted, you know. I, when I when I put on my uh, my club master frames, I'll be channeling my Malcolm. Hey, but um, yeah, I've always and I've 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 read many many things about both of those gentlemen, and it definitely puts the thing in perspective that at the end of the day, all they ever wanted was change and equality for yep. themselves, for their families, and, and the community you know, they come from, and their community, right? And it's like you know whether. It, whether it, you know, brought violence or nonviolence, it's like in this day, like what is really going to get us there? Yeah, it can start from, you know, having a conversation and then hopefully from that conversation, it will be an action. And then hopefully that action will, you know, register to the next person and that it will stick yeah. and, you know, get stronger, if anything, yeah. that it goes I from being small to big. Like I said, it, it's, definitely, it's definitely a generational concern um because yeah. for me i know i was I, mean, I was definitely like mm, <laughs> i don't know if we're gonna be living in the states uh if things go if things yeah. go right at a certain point because yeah. as a as a black child growing up and like i said i don't i don't have kids i just have cousins um who are who are kids now and I, I fear for them, especially I, especially my 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 guys, um, because I know what it was like to grow up in spaces where you weren't accepted, and mm -hmm. you had different rules that you had to abide by, and and there was always this worry. Like my mom, I'd have moved out. <laughs> I you know I pay my own bills and all that. My mom calls me on the regular just to check in with me. And I'm like, all right, I'll call you in a couple of days. No, I'm gonna call you tomorrow. I'll call you when I want to. I'm like, <laughs> and you can't argue. Cause you, you aren't only. Right? I am only. I, I mean, I have, uh, I have two ancestors, but on my mom's, I'm my yeah. mom's only child. Yeah. Um, so you about to get this call. Yeah, yeah. I told her, I was like, I was like, don't call, don't call me. I'll call. <laughs> she was like, no, I'm gonna call you when I want to. But I know it comes from a, a place of, of protection. Like oh, know, yeah. I, I moved out. I'm in a in a predominantly white neighborhood. Mm -hmm. Um and, and there's certain things that 
you know, uh, any parent worry about. And now thinking about my own future kids, I'm like, wow, I'm I'm gonna have to protect them even well after they're gone. I'm I'm gonna feel that need to uh to be there in some form or fashion or and train. And I I just want to leave them in a position where when they're my age, they can be like, oh, I don't got no words. I can go and do such and such and be completely fine and not have to worry or look over my shoulder or, you know, just all these things. Like, I think after the election, I didn't really go out for a while. I was a little, <laughs> I was a little skeptical. I was like, let somebody run up. <laughs> No, yeah. Because you you didn't know what you were walking into. Uh, True, yeah. Because, I mean, there were so many things online about white supremacist groups, and you had rallies down at Centennial, and, Mm -hmm. you know, this this whole MAGA ideology, almost. It's almost like, I'm going to just call it what it is. Uh, uh, It's a cult. A cult, yeah. It's a cult. I'm sorry. Well, not sorry. But it's a cult. This cult ideology, you don't know what you're getting. Yeah. And that's like I said, that's the scary part. It's the this the quiet, subtle stuff that yeah. worries me the most. Um and so yeah, I just I just want to be in a position to where our children and our grandchildren have have something for themselves that looks way better than what we have. Like you said, we've made progression. Uh but you have to remember, like, segregation and Jim Crow won, but what, 50, 60 years 50, ago? almost 60 years, yeah. That's kind of, that's that's still mind-boggling to me. We're only 60 years out, and this, we've only moved the needle this far. Yeah. Um. So I'm hoping, well, I'm, I'll be, another 60 years, I'll be 80, 88. So I'm hoping... <laughs> By the time we push to that, we are well in a better spot. Let's hope. You know. There's a lot of older folks now that, you know, was living during that time, even before. Yeah. That, um, like you said, it's generational. And they, some of them don't believe in the change. Some of them look at what's going on now and they feel like it's gone downhill. Yeah. Because of, you know, where things are so it's just all a a mindset you know at the end of the day because if you stay in that same mind frame then there isn't going to be change but um yeah it was it was tough for me too just because I worked I worked the voting poll for the first time on election day and Mm. for the most part it was pretty chill um the precinct that we were in like we had about three three hundred folks come through uh, and I remember like looking at the results before I left, they, it's in the machine, like after you print out your ballot receipt, mm-hmm. you send it through and it's basically like this big old long receipt that'll print out with all the results. And I was one of the people that basically like did the check-in. So you give me your ID, I give you your mm-hmm. bonus card and you go on about your way. And I remember just like, you know, having that, that customer service type of feel, just being like, hi, how you doing? You know? Yeah. Are you ready to vote today? You know, people that came in, like it was a bunch of folks that came in with their kids. So it was cool for them to have like that experience just being like, oh, you know, going to vote with mom and dad. And it's like, are you going to vote today too? Cool. All right. That's it. That's it. 
And afterward, looking at the results, out of those 310 people, 228 went to Trump. And I remember like leaving out and there were folks that were coming out with like their, like those little fold up chairs. Like you would take it to like a concert or something. Mm -hmm. Like sitting there and waiting to get the results and sitting there to just like, yeah. And I kind of was just like, what's happening now? What are we doing? Y'all weird right here. (laughs) I mean, it, it (laughs) it was pretty chill after a while. But just just that whole effect, it was just like, wow, like it doesn't matter how much you dislike, you know, give the effect and smile for folks. They still just going to go and have their mindset to be like, I'm going to hit that bubble to vote for this person. And, mm-hmm. you know, you don't want to judge a book, but um, it did, it did kind of put a damper like, dang, I, I smiled at like half of y'all, at, like literally most of y'all. And it's like. Y'all still, y'all still gonna vote for this. Get me down, Shrek. You, you, you hurt me bad, Shrek. You hurt me real bad. <laughs> like, it's a little, I feel like, so, boy. I mean, so the question still stands till we reach that day. I guess we'll find out, so. All right, y'all. <laughs> All right, family. Well, that was our table read. And like I said, for our first timers, one last segment that we have before we wrap up for the night is our BTR. This is our brief think release. It's kind of where we just kind of take a moment to kind of let all that seep in and whatnot. And uh, so I'm going to take it away uh, if you don't mind, Lydia. But your thing. Um, I think we have to do self evaluations on ourselves. And I don't mean physically. Now, if you want to do a self-examination on yourself, that's your business. <laughs> but it's 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 one thing that I've talked about for a couple of weeks now on the show, and it's a self-evaluation of your morals, your core, and your heart. Because if you are truly a, a, a person of, of belief, no matter what your belief system, if you're a person who believes in a higher power in God and Allah and all these things, their teachings talk about good faith and good humanity and practices that forge ahead in a progressive manner to love your brother, love your sister, love your, your community to uplift one another. And I think if you're in those spaces, you got to check yourself. Because if you're aligning yourself with those individuals who don't exhibit any of that, then you really have to ask yourself, what do I believe in? What do I think? How do I feel about my my colleagues who don't look like me? Those are things you have to ask because we can't get to that day until we first fix our own stuff. Uh, and I'm not exempt from that. I continuously do self-examinations on the daily. How I interacted with, was that me? Did I say that wrong? Why do I have an attitude today? What's wrong with me? Because I need to figure out what inside of me is causing this outward response. That's what I'm talking about. So much, so you are so aware of everything that you're doing, everything you're thinking 
how you're treating the person across from you, next to you, behind you, whatever. Because what this these past four years have shown and this election has shown is that America at its core has a problem. How we are treating each other, how we, and like I said, it's that entanglement. That's all it is. We're so entangled in systematic racism, into elitism, into classism, into capitalism, into all these isms that we don't know who the hell we are. And what do you do when you don't know who you are? You lash out. You attach something to, you attach to something that you think might be you because it, it, has, a, it has a power vacuum to it. It pulls you in. So I, I, I don't think we'll get to that day until every single person and communities of people begin to check their own heart position and their core values and then teach people the right way. I mean, the next generation is, is watching. They're learning, they're listening. And it's up to us to give them a better, a better thing. I mean, Hamilton, it, that's why it's so cool. You know, in, in Dear Theodosia, it talks about, you know, we built this America to leave to the next generation. And, and they did, they left something. Now, whether it was good or bad, you know, that's up to your own. But the message was, at least from the Hamilton standpoint, is that we're, we're building this, not for ourselves, because we're leaving a legacy that we may not even necessarily enjoy. But we're leaving it for the next generation to enjoy these things and even make it better. So I, I like I said, I honestly think until we can address those those unconscious and conscious biases, things that we might have learned growing up that we can just discard now because it doesn't serve us anymore, we won't get to that day, at least not in our lifetime. Uh, but I think the progression to move the needle uh, within the next 60 years is possible. So that is my BTR moment, Miss Lydia Eku. <laughs> well said, sir. All right. All right, y'all. Well, I was hungry. Uh, so I'm a- <laughs> always hungry after we finish. <laughs> I got a high metabolism, man. I be I be I be working out and, and running and stuff, you know. But I, I have food and dinner waiting downstairs. So all right, <laughs> y'all. Right, well, y'all can catch us next week. We promise we are finally gonna get to this segment that we've been holding out on. Right. What's gonna happen? Like three <laughs> weeks. We're finally gonna get to it next week. So please, please, please stay tuned. I, it's really cool uh it's it's something that me and Lydia I think that was probably one of our first episodes that we were like really excited about uh yeah. uh putting together so next time 7 30 right here on Facebook live cannot wait so stay tuned follow us on YouTube Instagram Twitter all the things at Blake Table Read and catch up uh this episode will be here um but if you're on the go and can't watch it on Facebook it will be uploaded tomorrow. So you'll be able to watch it uh, by noon tomorrow. So be on the lookout. All right, y'all. Well, it's been great. Uh, and this has been Black Table Read, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Peace.